Good morning and welcome to Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. I'm your host, Pat Donovan, with KSVU 90.1 FM. And I just want to welcome you to the 18th of April in our show for today. I hope you had a great week and, or weekend, excuse me, and are looking forward to another fantastic work week. Isn't it fun? Yeah. Anyway, I'm doing really well. I am getting stronger every day. And I started lifting 300-pound weights again. Uh, no, I didn't do that. Uh, no, would you believe me if I told you I grabbed a big, huge rope and tied it to a garbage truck and pulled it with my... No, you're not going to believe that either. All right, let's uh, get into the music. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we'll start out with Frank Sinatra, and I get a kick out of you. Here's uh, Anga Diaz and Conga Carnival after that and Blue Plate Special and Night Out right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. My story is much too sad to be told But practically everything Leaves me totally cold The only exception I know is the case When I'm out on a quiet spree Fighting vainly the old ennui And I suddenly turn and see Your fabulous face I get no kick from champagne Your alcohol doesn't thrill me at all So tell me why should it be true That I get a kick out of you Some they may go for cocaine I'm sure that if I took ease in one sniff It would bore me to riff Thickly too Yet I get a kick Out of you I get a kick Every time I see you Standing there Before me Get a kick, though it's clear to see You obviously do not adore me I get no kick in a plane Flying too high with some gal in the skies My idea, nothing to do
early day, no cash on hand He was out for a taste with nothing planned Walked out of the rain and into his sin For a cigarette and a shot of gin Band was playing blue skies And the barkeep wore a rose Some down and out slapped his back Saying that cat really blows Fantastic, the, uh, <clears throat> the Night Out Blue Plate Special right here on KSVU 90.1 FM, Smooth Jazz, Sunday Brunch. Let's get some of our housekeeping done. Today it's going to be 75 and 44 and sunny. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday it's going to be in the low 70s and high 60s. And then on Friday the 23rd it's going to get into the 60s and low 50s and uh, some showers all the way through to Thursday the 29th so so much for the sun but hey the snow is gone isn't that a good thing 
Yes. My interest in the future, my interest is in the future because I am going to spend the rest of my life there. That's by Charles F. Kettering. Let's um, read a really cool story here. Returning the love, frat brothers pay off mortgage for their house cook 30 years later. A house where people live, but a home is where people are loved. Sometimes the bonds of family have no relation to biology. That's why when a group of fraternity brothers learned their second mom needed help to retire, she didn't even need to ask. Jesse Hamilton worked as a cook at the Phi Gamma Delta Fraternity House, affectionately known as Fiji, on the campus of Louisiana State University from 1982 to 86. Though the single mom had three kids of her own, she treated the young men in her care like surrogate sons, listening to their worries, offering counsel, and even driving them to doctor's appointments or ferrying them to the grocery store on occasion. I enjoyed doing it. They loved my cooking, Hamilton told the Washington Post. I was always there to talk things through with them. They'd come to the kitchen and sit atop the counter and tell me their problems. Anthony Fusiati, who was now 52 years old, was a Fiji brother in the late 80s. She truly was like mother to us, he said to, po said to the Post. She treated us like we were her own kids. She was always looking out for us. After leaving LSU, Hamilton found herself juggling several jobs to keep afloat financially. It was nothing new. She had been caught off on in that cycle since the age of 14. But yearning for a home of her own, in 06, at age 60, Hamilton took out a 30-year mortgage for the house she'd hoped to someday retire in. Over the years, Hamilton stayed in touch with several of the fraternity brothers, among them Fusiati, who now owns a car dealership in Mobile, Alabama. At the onset of the pandemic, Fusiati gave uh, Hamilton a check in call to see how she was faring. During the conversation, he was dismayed to learn that she was still working multiple jobs and that retirement wasn't an option for her foreseeable future. Not doing something to rectify the situation wasn't an option. Fusiati reached out to his Hamilton uh, family, to Hamilton's family, to find out how high he'd have to set monetary goals and then started tag-teaming his frat brothers for financial donations to pay off her mortgage and give her a nice cushion as well, with contributions averaging between 600 and 1,000 from about 900 alumni. All told, the drive raised $51,000 and more. It's just a few days prior to her 74th birthday and the boys of Fiji officially declared April 3rd Jesse Hamilton Day, celebrating the event with a catered party that included the presentation of two giant checks, one for 45000 to pay off the mortgage and the other for 6675 just for Hamilton, topped off with commemorative t-shirts and koozies, plus a whole lot of love and warm memories. Now Hamilton is able to finally hand in her notice once and for all. Isn't that a beautiful story? You see, these are the good news stories that we need to hear more about. 
and I plan on doing this every week. I'm your host, Pat Donovan, KSVU 90.1 FM. Here's My Romance by vibraphonist Milt, Jack- Milt Jackson. Boy, I can't talk today. Morning Samba by Brian Simpson and the famous Chick Corea in Spain. Thank you. 
That's Chakuria, and um, we have a version of that by El Jarrell, the late El Jarrell. I'll play it for you in a couple weeks. Um, <clears throat> sorry, constantly clearing my throat. Drop off your old socks, and this company will recycle them into cozy dog beds. Smart wool designs, base layers, baseball caps, leggings, basically every apparel item you could want for an active day out in nature. But what the Colorado brand is really known for is its socks. Super cozy, super quality merino wool socks. As of Earth Day, April 22nd, Smart Wool will be recycling your old socks no matter what the brand. Socks are the most thrown away clothing items there is. After all, who would want them after you lose one in your dryer, right? How many times has that happened to you? To help close the recycling gap and stop the dryer stealing your socks and provide a home for those past their best socks time, Smartwool has come up with a plan. Until May 2nd, just look for the collection bins at these retailers in 42 states. And you can go to goodnewsnetwork.org and look for the socks. It's a pair of feet with beautiful socks on them. And uh, you can click on at these retailers in the story. If you want to mail them to the company, you'll need to buy something from the website first. Then you can opt out for opt for a free mailer bag at checkout. And what will happen to all those socks that have been saved from landfills? Well, they go into filling dog beds that will be available for sale around Christmas time, of course. Why socks? A recent smart wool survey found that while over 80% of respondents recycle their used clothing, 91% of respondents are throwing away more than one pair of socks per year, contributing to about 11.3 tons of textile waste to landfills annually. So read more about this on the uh, Good News Network uh, org, and you can see how you, too, can get into the recycling suck uh, extravaganza. <laughs> We're going to take care of um, what happened to it. I thought I had it here. Um, no, not Batwoman. <laughs> I'm going to watch that later. Uh, the On the Snow uh, with um, Washington Ski Report. It's really bad. There's only three places open and it's getting worse. So I'm just going to read them real quick. Mount Baker has got 194 to 204 inch base. Six of 10 lifts are open. Stevens Pass has got a 121 to 150 inch base. Seven of 10 lifts are open. And finally, Crystal Mountain has got 94 to 134 inch base. 10 of 11 lifts are open. And that does it for your ski report. You know, I truly believe that everything that we do and everyone that we meet is put in our path for a purpose. There are no accidents. We're all teachers. If we're willing to pay attention to the lessons we learn, trust our positive instincts and not be afraid to take risks or wait for some miracle to come knocking at your door. You need to create those miracles yourself. Trust me. It's been working for me. Okay, here we go. Uh, Corners for Herbie by David Sanborn. Breeze on by by Donnie Osmond. And Walking in Rhythm by Victor Fields. Right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch, KSVU 90.1 FM. (laughs) 
Yeah. 
Here's a really cool story. A woman collecting shellfish was astonished to discover the largest dinosaur footprint ever found on the Yorkshire coast, likely belonging to a Jurassic giant, a Megalosaurus. 29-year-old Marie Woods was foraging for her dinner on Saturday when she stumbled upon an enormous footprint believed to be around 165 million years old. Experts have now documented the find and say it's the most significant discovery in the area since 06. Marie, who is an archaeologist, said, All I wanted to do was grab some shellfish for dinner and I ended up stumbling across this. I showed some paleontologist friends and they had found that none of them had seen it. It's really exciting. University of Manchester paleontologist Dr. Dean uh, Lomax believes the print was probably left by a megalosaurus. Such an animal would have had hips over two meters high and a body length of up to nine meters. In short, this is the largest theropod footprint ever found in Yorkshire made by a large meat-eating dinosaur. You got to see this thing. And uh, Marie did an incredible find. 165 million years old, huh? Here is our last set for this hour, Calypso Getaway by Earl Clue and Black Lion by Keiko Matsui and Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch.
just a little bit with our second half of Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch right here on KSVU 90.1 FM in Concrete, Hamilton, Washington. And we're back with our second half of Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch right here on KSVU 90.1 FM from my home studio as I recover from back surgery now almost four weeks ago. I'm feeling great, and uh, I got to stop sniffling in the microphone. That's not good. I apologize to you. Let's get right into the music, shall we? <laughs> God. Here's Alfonso Blackwell, and that's cool. Basha and Pandora's Box and Future Soul by Boney James, right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. <laughs> Thank you. 
historians discover the place where Vincent van Gogh painted his last masterpiece. And a group of historians has discovered the exact location where Vincent van Gogh painted his final masterpiece before his death in 1890, when Wouter van Veen, scientific director of the Institute van Gogh, found an early 20th century postcard Featuring a scene including tree trunks and roots growing on a hillside, he immediately sent it to a pair of senior researchers at the Van Gogh Museum. Based on Van Gogh's work habits and comparative study of the famous trees and roots painting beside the postcard, the experts concluded it's highly plausible that the correct location had truly been identified. Voter van der Veen said in a statement, the sunlight painted by Van Gogh indicates that the last brushstrokes were painted towards the end of the afternoon, which provides more information about the course of the dramatic day ending in his suicide. Theo Mendendorp from the Van Gogh Museum explained that this is his last artwork renders the discovery all the more exceptional and even dramatic. He must have often passed by the location when he was going to the fields stretching out behind the castle of Auvers, where he painted several times during the last week of his life and where he would take his own life. Last spring, van der Veen was actually able to travel to the site to verify this theory, and the site is 150 meters from the Auberge Revois in the Inn at Orvois-sur-Oie, where Van Gogh stayed the last 70 days of his life. Spectacularly, the biggest tree trunk, the painter's last motif, is still present and extremely recognizable. You can read more about this on the goodnewsnetwork.org, or is it? Yes, .org. And, um, and you can see a whole bunch of great other stories that I have here today. Let's get into our uh, next set of music. Here is The Look of Love by Diana Krall and Cote d'Azur by Herb Alpert and We Kissed by Jesse J. Right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch.
epitope, which can be recognized as foreign by the patient's immune system. Our idea was to support patients' immune systems and use a vaccine as targeted way of alerting it to the tumor-specific neo-epitope, explained the study director Michael Platten, medical director of the Department of Neurology. Oh, where did the things moved on me? Uh, Neurology of University of Medicine Mannheim and head of division of the German Cancer Research Center. Sorry about that. The uh, ads that bounce into this website move the thing up and down, and I'm sorry about that. The IDH1 mutation is particularly suitable candidate here, as it's highly specific to the gliomas and does not occur in healthy tissue. Moreover, the IDH1 mutation is responsible for the development of these gliomas. That means that a vaccine against the mutated protein allows us to tackle the problem at the root and that is good news, is it not? Let's get into our next set. Here's Joe McBride and After the Sunset, That's the Way Love Goes by Norman Brown. And Ooh Baby featuring Rick Braun and Ole Silk right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch.
baby. city begins electrifying its garbage truck fleet yes i didn't know that either operating at the fuel guzzling range of zero to 35 miles per hour the and making continuous stops i'm sorry i was turning my head and weighing many tons diesel garbage trucks are prime candidates for an electrified makeover uh you could call this extreme makeover garbage truck edition i guess whatever new york city department of sanitation has retrofitted 12 of their garbage trucks with hybrid electric motors and batteries from a canadian company called effenco that's e-f-f-e-n-c-o whose technology can also be found in the cities of paris los angeles and in vehicles such as dumper trucks Sorry, I'm yawning thing again. Port terminal tractors and more. Instead of lithium-ion batteries like those found in most EVs and hybrids, Effenco uses ultra-capacitors. These propulsion systems operate not only in the engines, but the onboard equipment such as the garbage compressor. Their immense electrical delivery reduces their capacity to store ed- energy, meaning the truck will have shorter range, but... The other capacitors have much more longer lifespans than lithium-ion batteries and can discharge millions of times without wearing down. Uh, that's what it says, discharge, maybe recharge with the word. The hybrid electric technology actually shows reduced energy consumption by 30% compared to vehicles that were fully electric and had to sit on the mains all night long. Mayor Bill de Blasio signed an executive order that mandated the creation of a fully electric municipal fleet by 2040. I'll be 90. No, I'll be 80. Yeah, I'll be 80 then. And Deputy Commissioner of the Sanitation Department, Rocco Di Rocco. 
What's his name? Rocco Duraco has already ordered 14 brand new trucks outfitted with Evanco's ultra capacitors to join the 12 already retrofitted ones that are there. There are over 2,000, get that, 2,000 general collection trucks in the sanitation fleet and the arsenal fleet and and Arsenault feels his technology can help with another few problems the department has as well. The noise of the diesel engine makes the trucks dangerous creatures to passing motorists, as the driver can't hear if the car is approaching from behind. Furthermore, the constant stops and starts inherent in the job means the truck is constantly belching out out noxious fumes, which are hazardous to pedestrians and the workers themselves. You can read more about this on the goodnewsnetwork.org and other great news we have as well. Um, Let me see what we got here. One more set, 15 minutes. Yep, it's perfect. All right, here we go with our last set of music. Uh, I may have to drop a song, but we'll see what we can do. Um, We have Going Out of My Head by Sergio Mendez, Garden of Eden, and uh, Special Effects and Thousand Years by Sting. I may have to take out Sting, but we'll see what happens. All right, right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch.
going to do it for us for this week here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. I had to swap out uh, another Sergio Mendez uh, Toucan's Dance for uh, Sting in Thousand Years. Just a little bit uh, too long and would have gotten cut off at uh, production. Anyway, I want to wish you the best for your upcoming week. Take care of yourself and remember to wear a mask. It's still important, okay? Love you all, and we'll see you right here next week on the radio. Thank you.